Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, it is party time once again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And we are your hosts here on the Power Hour Brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity and coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. And, of course, we want to catapult you to the stars because we know that you can take a good shortcut to life of your dreams once you know that you've already arrived. So let's shoot for those stars. So the miracle moment Uh, for today is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Though we travel the world over to find the beautiful, we must carry it with us or we find it not. And the second one is a Swedish proverb. It's fear less, hope more, eat less, chew more, wine less, breathe more, talk less, say more, hate less, love more, and all good things are yours. And the wine is not W-I-N-E, it's W-H-I-N-E. <laughs> so I think that's a, that's a good one, wine less, breathe more. So we have a fun show for you today. We are going to um, be talking about a juggling act, basically how to try to keep your life in balance when it's really out of balance, you know, how to stop working so much, start living a bit more. Also, we're going to discover what our aptitudes are and what our talents are. But right now, a topic that is really sweeping the nation and is something we need to find out a lot more about is the concept of medical marijuana. Now, in Health Matters, Heather's going to explode the myths and provide some facts of the benefits or the perils, if there are any, and, you know, uh, get rid of all our misconceptions. So we're calling this segment 
Weed Wisdom, and it is all about uh, medical marijuana. So, Heather, where do we start when we start talking about um, medicinal purposes for using marijuana? Yeah, well, I mean, as we spoke uh, in previous episodes uh, before about uh, this, you know, kind of slightly controversial topic uh, in America that um, is is really being discussed more, and slowly more and more states are uh, legalizing it completely. Um, but many of the states are at least seeing it for medical reasons. And the first kind of getting to it, which um, we've uh, spoke before once about it, um, but uh, with uh, medical marijuana, or just marijuana in general, um, that the two uh, things that make it up are CBDs and THCs. And CBDs are cannabinoids, and THCs are tetrahydrocannabinoids. Uh, and the difference with that, what that probably just sounds like a lot of mumble-jumble, and for that reason, that's why I just call it CBDs and THCs. Um, with that, it, both of them have different properties and the effects of uh, how they feel on someone, and as well as the healing properties of it. And the more and more that we uh, study this and that there's, um, you know, there's, there's people that go into school you know, for, for botany things, but in Europe, there's actual schools and university degrees that are purely, and it's not a um, sort of like a pothead kind of thing, it, that it's, a, it's a very respectable career, the things that are dedicated into the study and to the further, further um, scienceing and uh, medicine of these um, of these plants, um, but to get back to that thing, so so back of these things that they are the CBDs and the THCs that they're made of, each have different properties and effects on the body. And why the CBDs have really got a lot of attention, especially in the medical world, is they have all these healing properties, all these things that they have in fact found that when people have taken them um, in various forms, that um, you know, particularly uh, maybe eczema wasn't coming back, or seizures, or they were their arthritis pain was loosened. Um, but it's something that because it doesn't have, it's a, a, ni- a non-psychoactive um, uh, kind of, you know, quote-unquote drug, so therefore there aren't the side effects. So Heather, when you like, say they found in this kind of research, is this scienti- scientists, is this university studies, what kind of studies are these? Uh, there is no university thing. These are just private lab studies that have been okay. Conducted. Private I mean, labs. That's what I was wondering. Okay. Europe. Um, I mean, throughout Europe. I mean, but, but more and more. I mean, these are these are private private lab. I guess you know, sort of investigation things. But um, there are. I'm sure if you looked into it, there would there are uh, you know college uh, journals devoted to it. Um, but just to kind of to kind of backtrack on it, there um, the the CBDs are non are non uh, psychoactive drugs. So what that means is there's no side effects for it. So that's sort of like your golden ticket kind of drug. Just imagine right now, currently we see uh, television commercials, you know, someone talking about uh, how they have um, insomnia or arthritis, and then really quickly they fill in all these little side effects that it may cause with you. So those are the things. You're taking this one medication that's helping you, but um, there's all these other effects they have with it, and a lot of times... Yeah, they're worse sometimes. Exactly. So here's something that you're taking it, it's going to help do these things that it's intended for that they've been able to discover that, you know, trial by error and just sort of this knowledge that's been discussed that people feel, you know, that this, um, they've been aided, but they're not having any of these side effects with it. So um, as well as they're not getting high from it just because that's something that why people get a lot addicted to uh, painkillers and things is that the actual high of it. So um, that's the property of the CBD. So THC as, um, is equally has all these amazing 
healing powers um, to it and, and things that they found that have been able to help people. But that is something that is uh, psychoactive. And I know that sounds crazy, but all those things, that's something that gives people an altered state of mind, makes them feel you know, happy, euphoric, whatever, um, just feeling better. And sometimes that could be potentially something that people were getting treated for, if, um, you know, depression, uh, PSD, uh, or PSD disorder. Um, but uh, kind of a really interesting way to get to it is there is no one weed, no two weeds are alike, really. And, and, and the cannabis, um, as you probably know as a gardener, that there are many uh, subdivision and plants with things, but the actual cannabis, there are many other uh, plants that are part of that and things to consider hops, hops which are the main ingredient in beer. If you've ever looked at them, they look very identical to... They're very, very similar um, looking, yes. Exactly, and so are huckleberries. So there's so many little things that um, people, that they're all in the same category as cannabis. They've just, as we've discovered that some things taste good and some things don't, that they've discovered the medical things. And we've discussed before how it used to be uh, legal in America, and then we've, we, you know, we have more of these, we have a sort of lack of uh, separation in church and state, I feel. But um, anyways, getting back to it, there's the two main styles of, of marijuana that one is called indica and one is sativa. And these aren't things that were just, you know, brought in that people kind of just started naming it. This was a long time ago. Actually, as you were saying, that uh, plants uh, classification, um, that they've discovered that in the first early writings of it, that they were uh, seeing things as the sativa plants and using more sort of Greek, Latin, uh, uh, very originations for it. So with the main thing, with sativa tends to be is the kind of marijuana that makes people feel um, at ease, uplifted, uh, fights depression. For some people, it you know, increases um, uh, their creativity or their focus. So that's why you, sometimes you, you have guests kind of hear musicians or artists kind of saying that people that they, that are uh, even just people kind of talking about their days in the 60s, uh, saying that, you know, marijuana for them was an artistic thing, that it made them feel more creative, that would tend to be what a sativa wants. This is something that kind of has, um, you know, that, that high, I guess you suppose you would say a, a high feeling, but not that kind of sleepy, dopey on the couch, which a lot of times that's the thought when we think of marijuana. We think, you know, the, how the movies portray it, that you know, someone just sitting there, that they've become part of the couch, that they're chatting. Exactly. You, know, you kind of feel like that, they're just floating away, you know, or having... I think maybe people think of LSD where you're really having a hallucinogen. Oh, so no, these are non. So marijuana is a non hallucinogenic uh, 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 drug. Uh, I'm talking about there's the different kinds of feelings. Of it. So people want to classify that. Oh, a lot of times people say, oh, you know, marijuana makes uh, people hungry, or marijuana makes people really sleepy, or some people say, oh, it makes uh, uh, people paranoid or really happy. Well, the thing is, there's all these different. It isn't that every plant is the same, and there's so there's these two main classifications of these, the sativa and the indica. Indica is going to be, tend to be your ones that is going to make people feel more relaxed, calm down, probably sleepy, maybe uh, appetite increase. Those are, are kinds are good kinds of marijuana kind of THCs that they tend to be a little uh, lower in the THC, heavier um, with with just particular other options that make that more this 
calm motion of it. So those tend to be good things for people saying that people have sleep disorders or depression um, or just sort of, you know, hyperactivity. Um, and then the sativas are the ones that have people feel more energetic, that people think that uh, it, potentially if someone was using it for, for medical uses that they could use in the day so that that they, way they could still be functional and get things done um, without, you know, kind of just be sleeping with the things. And I mean, the things are that uh, slowly within the United States with various uh, state by state um, that you know, more information, more states are becoming completely legal. But um, at least here in California, it's a medical wise. And, and it's, I've talked before in other shows of how it's pretty sim- simple to um, obtain a card uh, just having to be 18. But it is something I think is in a positive way that it is still currently something that's regulated. Um, with the other states that it's completely uh, legal now, which that, I think that is a good thing. I think our our society is kind of a little bit backwards on these things, but because it is so new, they're still kind of trying to establish what exactly are these laws for it. Um, there's currently, as we know, that alcohol impairs people's driving. Well, there's the thought that um, marijuana could be the same, and so they're kind of proving um, what information, if there should be laws about regarding, um, and as right now that would be you know, considered under the influence or, or under a narcotic, if it'd be the same classification. So there's, there is you know, those current drawbacks of is what are ramifications of it with 18. I think um, potentially it, it kind of uh, takes the mystique out of with things of um, if uh, a lot of people said that that you know with, uh, that they it's easier you know it's easier for people to get prescription drugs than for marijuana things but instead of people having to buy these things you know backhand and have something doing illegal that would be something that was more um, tolerated more uh, um, uh, what do you call it, more regulated in the way. So it's similar to just as it, as it is um, in Europe with it. Um, I'm just talking with it. What's your kind of thoughts or what are questions? That well, you I have, have a question. I was wondering why it's marijuana or cannabis is called 420. Why is that a nickname? A 420. Oh, with that, I believe, is that's actually the code for at least in California. Um, the coding uh, when you look, when you know when something says uh, you cannot cross the street uh, with the red light. You know, section four two code one oh seven eight. Oh, that's really? Actual, that's interesting. The legal, the legal me- uh, medical uh, uh, coding for it. So that's with uh, like sort of like four twenty law. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I was always wondering because, you know, you hear, oh, this is your 420 first aid or, you know, I mean, you, you see that all the time. So um, what I, one of the things that I've read a lot about that they, when they're making these medicated oils and medicated rubs and all these things, as you were saying earlier in the show, that they're used to relieve the discomfort from many, you know, different symptoms. It kind of reminds me of there used to be this oil called Dr. Bonner's everything oil or something. It was from like the 1800s and it was kind of, I called it a snake oil, but it, because it was something that was supposed to like cure everything. Do you find that maybe some of the, um, uh, of the things that they say they can treat, it might be a little bit oversimplification or from what you've read and know, do you think that the, the relief really does come from um, 
from the well, plant? Again, again, I think the thing is getting into when it comes to the difference of the CBDs and the THCs. Um, and oftentimes I think people need something particular probably stronger than for what their needs are. The great thing about um, these marijuana helpings that, uh, and also too, is um, many people uh, for various reasons choose not to, if they're taking it medically, not to smoke it or, or potentially, uh, you know, maybe they, they, don't, they don't want to smoke it, they, they can't have smoke. Um, there's so many other ways that things can be taken in through oils, it can be made into various foods teas, um, capsules, but um, with CBD creams in particular, um, that's, they have a lot that, with that, because there is no um, FDA backing on it, with the creams, the creams are considered sort of one of the low, the effective ways, but sort of the lowest tier of it, um, that, that's just like when you put on lotion on your butt, that it, you know, if they can say, you know, this helps with um, severe dry skin and eczema, that it is helping with that, but it isn't going to be a cure-all, that you're going to need to take other steps with it. It's sort of just like a first and probably at a minor step. Um, way of, le- of um, if treatment for things. Is that sort of if someone was kind of having uh, first stages of something or maybe, you know, slight rashes or just little bits of pain. Um, usually those, uh, it's a good thing to start off with, but that can be kind of a thing of showing if um, potentially if people need to take it in uh, other forms or particularly uh, higher doses with things. They can claim, you know, anything with it. And, and, and it's, but the interesting thing is um, many people have might have opposite effects, that some people, uh, and they might be taking it because uh, they want they want appetite, and it may actually cause lack of appetite, or, or it may have... Um, for some people, they feel they when they um, ingest it that they feel some sort of anxiety instead. So everyone's body does react differently to things. Um, but with this, with um, with marijuana, there's never been a single reported case of an overdose of anyone ever dying from it. The worst things that people say that you know they might feel um, sort of nervous or overwhelmed. And the best thing is for someone to just lay down, just with anything when you feel like you don't feel good sleeping things off. Um, I think, you know, person, this is something that's completely so natural when we think of all these issues that have occurred with our drug, our drug company within the United States, um, the, the abuse of it and just this, you know, monopolized uh, industry. I think kind of getting back, I think people are searching now for more organic, more healthy options. And many things I said that not uh, kind of to take that taboo out of it. I think many people have a taboo towards smoking things particularly. Exactly. Uh, I think that's a big thing is that I'm, I have a feeling a lot of people aren't aware of the fact that you don't have to smoke it because there are exactly. such taboos with smoking. And so that there's, I think it's great that you brought out the fact that there are so many different options out there, you know, from creams and oils and pills and, you know, salves and teas and gums or whatever, you know, so there's a lots of different things that people can actually use and you don't ever have to smoke anything and inhale, um, you know, are are there carcinogens? I guess smoke is smoke, huh? Uh, I suppose, I don't have that direct information, but I suppose, you know, smoke is smoke, but um, it's much, much different in a way. I mean, you're still putting things into your lungs, but um, they also have things, too, now that things can be smoked via uh, uh, via vapor. So it's basically that the marijuana has been turned down into an oil, and when it's smoked, and you see that now there's uh, there's a lot, actually, it's 
fascinating. You see a lot with now that cigarette companies, or they have these things now that um, it's mimicking. It's, it's like they're they, they vape vape pen things, um, and it's so it's not giving those same carcinogens, those that smoke. It's giving a vapor. And for many people who are trying to get off cigarettes that are using these vape. Uh, cigarette type things. Um, they make these things, you know, by by uh, the companies that are trying, you know, the, the patches, those pills, which are also funded by the cigarette company. So they so never right, like that. right. So there's probably nicotine in them anyway. Yeah, right? but people do want that that I guess sort of smoke sensation or just sort of that actual act of it. They have things now that are are very when it comes, you know, that zero zero point one percent of something because it's being vaporized or it's coming through then as a natural water vapor um, that's sort of just infused. So, um, yeah, there's a lot, various ways of just as, as eating things is that um, people don't have to have the, no longer that stigmatism or that worry, too, that, again, for that medical reasons that people um, probably, you know, may, may deny themselves of that because they're afraid of that stigma. They don't want to be seen as someone uh, that does marijuana. So there's still that, that sort of that backlash thing. So it is available to people in a very discreet way. Um, right. And also, so you, um, now, would, if people are interested, do they just go to their family doctor, their family intern? Is, is it, do they have to go to a special doctor to so get a prescription? You, in, order to, in order to, at least in the state of California, in order to obtain legally um, to be uh, a, cert, a certified, it's simple it's in uh, just a Google search way because it is a particular doctor um, that uh, would see you. You, I think you can usually find resources through your family doctor. Again, sometimes feel... Uh, some people feel that oftentimes your family care doctor is someone you've established a long relationship with. Um, that backlash of with, uh, you know, would my doctor think of me differently? But if you feel, you know, have those up for conversations because I think doctors who would be open-minded would discuss that as an option, a more holistic option for someone. Um, of course, never pressing that idea, but just as to be knowledgeable about it and maybe help you seek um, where to where to go. But yes, um, they say we'd be doctors that they have places that they just specialize in it and and um, you know, they'd be prepared to bring any background information regarding any treatment um, or you know, why you're particularly seeking it so that they can properly um, write you, in essence, this prescription for it and so that you can um, legally obtain a medical card. Um, but of course, the doctor would want to know why are they exactly prescribing this for you. So um, providing that kind of information as well. And, it's again, very discreet information. Um, at least every state-by-state state is, is very different and... And in some states, it's you know completely illegal. Um, but on the West Coast, things are slowly changing. Um, so, well, as, so the key is to find out to first of all know if it's legal in your state. Uh, if you feel comfortable, talk to your personal physician uh, or internist. Otherwise, you can research online to find someone in your area who would be a licensed uh, practitioner who would be able to prescribe this. Is Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, completely. Uh, and then bring all your medical information so that they can do this in, you know, a, uh, a professional way. And mm-hmm. then just start researching all your options. But it's really, it's exciting because I know there, I do think that, uh, especially being a gardener and, and, you know, writing so much about health, is I do believe that people are trying to live more healthy and more organically and use products that are more in tune with the earth. So if uh, cannabis turns out to be a really great um, 
method of, of, yeah. of reducing pain or swelling or restlessness or whatever without side effects, uh, I'm sure the drug companies are not too happy about it. But yeah, well, and, and you know, and also I, I believe there, because there is that stigma of this, of smoking, especially in California, we are such a, a smoke-free state in a way. Um, you know, it's very odd almost sometimes when you see people smoking cigarettes. It feels very like, this is California. Come on now. Who does that anymore? Um, exactly. But because... There is this thing that it is, uh, for medical use, that it can be put into so many other ways, this thing of being um, ingested into lotions and have all these wonderful healing effects of it. Um, I think those are the things people need to consider and not view it as, um, you know, the old reefer mad, uh, madness kind of way, the, the ways that during, you know, prohibition ways was made, made to think. I mean, just think before of how every single day it thinks that there's a new study discussing how, how many glasses of wine we should have and all the amazing healing effects of it and just what you know within the last 60 years it was illegal it was you know exactly. it was sinful it was considered horrible um and now our view is that it's you know it's greater than water so so it's just times you know with things of taking a different look and viewing of what why we have this original negative view and to think of these things that were prescribed and natural you know before that getting back i think people are trying to seek something that is not um you know lab created and and uh you know not synthetic that something is natural so so the thing is is just be open-minded this isn't the 60s anymore. Things have been have been really looked into, um, and you know, can talk to your physician and see if if you are in pain or you feel that you've tried other methods and they haven't worked. This might be something for you. So, uh, thank you, Heather. This is another great great health matters. It's good to know that uh, cannabis could end up, you know, perhaps being the next miracle drug that we've all been waiting for once we get rid of the stigma. So you're listening to Cynthia Bryan and Heather Whitney. And we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Heather, give out the websites, would you please? Most definitely. You want to, we want you to go to be the star you are.com as well as be the star you are.org. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about aptitude. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. 
Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are, you are the star. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a life that well, we are back and we are now with The Gift of Aptitude. And this is from my book, Be the Star You Are, uh, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. So, you know, we all have so many different talents and sometimes we don't even recognize them. And this is why it's really important that we figure out what our gifts are, what our talents are, and then we work towards them. So most little boys gallop around playing superheroes, you know, they're power rangers or they're spaceship pilots. And from the age of three, my son, he played tractor driver. And from the moment he could walk and talk, he wanted to be a rancher and a farmer and a firefighter, just like my dad. And when he was very little, everyone thought this was really cute and that, you know, he would grow out of it. But everybody was wrong. <laughs> Because he never wavered, you know, all through his teenage years, when he went away to college, every spare spare moment was spent helping out the family on the farm and learning the ropes. His nicknames in high school were Cowboy and Trailer Boy because he was always towing some type of farm equipment behind his Jeep. He has a natural mechanical ability for machinery and a genuine love of the land. And, of course, um, in college, he actually became an engineer with his college fire department at 19 and then went on to the fire academy and uh, was doing that uh, ever since. And he is a heavy equipment operator and still doing all this. So he obviously found his niche. He found his talent. He found his aptitude. And that's what makes people happy. Now, one of my neighbors uh, is a really highly talented, self-taught musician, and he feels music with his soul, and he can pick up and play any instrument. And at 16, he actually released his first CD, and he wrote the words and the music, and he sang, and he played five instruments on it. Now, Heather, my daughter, was born with this incredible talent to communicate with animals, and for throughout her childhood, she was often, often called the female St. Francis of Assisi because animals would actually follow her wherever she goes. She was like the Pied Piper. And we had seen so many starving and homeless animals in countries we'd visited that when she was 12, she started an, uh, what she called Pets in Poverty to feed and house strays in other lands. And she would collect um, pennies, dollars, whatever, and then when she traveled, she would make sure to find homes and food for these animals. Now, one of my own personal aptitudes is that I've always been really photogenic. I like the camera. The camera seems to like me. And being photogenic isn't who I am, nor is it the core of what I do. But it's a big plus, And it's a, a bonus that lets me make the most of some of my other abilities. So what if you have many aptitudes? 
what if you have many abilities? A viewer of one of my TV series wrote me once theorizing that people can accomplish great things only if they focus on a single talent and then they forget the rest. But, you know, I have to disagree with that because single-mindedness works for some people, but for many, including myself, I'm at my best when I use my diverse talents to the fullest. Now, God gave us uh, several talents. It's our responsibility to discover them and to use them in the world for the good of others because each and every one of us is great and we all are greatly needed. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you are the plumber, the mechanic, the mom, the dad, the gardener, the farmer, the secretary, the toll taker, the computer wizard, whatever it is, you are needed. So you have to find out what it is you love to do and then you go for it. And then you really work hard at that and you'll be great at it. There's a saying in the theater that there are no small parts, only small actors. So if you give only half of yourself because what you do is beneath you, you are only half living. So be extraordinary at whatever you do, sweeping floors, digging ditches, bagging groceries. Remember that luck is just uh, when ability creates opportunity. So you have to use your abilities to create the opportunities for yourself. But won't people think less of you if you aren't in a prestigious position? Well, before others can believe in you, you must believe you can be the best at everything you do. And you have to do it now. And it's okay to be ambitious. I have always told clients, and you've heard it many times from other people, to fake it till you make it. Because whatever you want to do or achieve, you have to start thinking of it in the first person, present tense. I am a designer or I am an actor, or I am a writer, or I'm a great mother, or a teacher, or, you know, or a ditch digger. Talk as if what you want to be is what you are right now while you're in the process of becoming it. Talking in the future tense, I'm going to be, is failure. So you don't want that to happen. You know, it's really fatal when you talk in future tense, because then you're always going to be in the future. So be in the now. In fact, Go even a step further. You know, uh, if you want to be a, um, a designer, let's say, and so that means you're going to start taking some classes. You're going to get the, everything that you need to know how to be a designer. And that's very important that you do that. But w- make business cards that say you are a designer. And, you know, for a while it might be a little bit scary because you're thinking, oh, who am I, who am I kidding? Who am I fooling? But eventually, it's going to really work out for you. So you do have to just keep going. And remember that the past is history. The future never arrives. So today is the only day you have. So you have to be what you want to be today by using the present tense. So this is an exercise that I give my clients, and it seems to work really, really well. And it's called... Keep a How Great I Am journal. And this is, you can get yourself a notebook or a journal if you're that way. Or if you're like me, and I don't like writing by pen or pencil anymore, I like putting everything on uh, my computer. And then I have like a, a flowing journal that I can edit. And I can just free flow and then go back and change words if I want. But in any case, you need to do this. So write a heading on the first page, my accomplishments. Then list 10 things you know how to do. 
or that you do routinely. For example, I can repair PVC pipes. I can plant a garden. I can drive a car. I can take out the garbage, paint a wall, read to children, wash dishes, vacuum the rug, drive, um, you know, drive a tractor, write a letter, type on the computer, program a, um, a DVD or a VCR or, you know, whatever the programming tool it is now. Just whatever it is that you do, even it might seem mundane, write it down. And see how easy that was and how smart you already are. Now, the next thing is now write down 10 more. So go back after you've written 10 more things that you know how to do. Go back and put a star next to the things that you really enjoy doing. And then ask yourself, do you see any surprises here? Is there anything that is like really jumping out at you? Now, the third is whenever anyone gives you a compliment, no matter how small, you want to write it in your journal. Now, we never record negatives in this book, never. For example, if someone says, oh, you look so great today, but you know, you really should lose the tie, what you want to write down is, I am attractive. You don't write down, I looked good, but I needed to lose the tie, because that's a negative. If someone says your proposal was excellent, but you had several typos, you want to write, I am a good writer. You don't put that negative qualifier like but or if only because that's not part of this exercise. And no matter how well meant or how uh, helpful the person that's giving this feedback is, your journal is only for the great things that you can accomplish so that you can look back every day and say how great I am. And I like to go to bed at nighttime and you've updated your journal and then read through some recent entries. What's interesting is when you do that right before you go to bed, your dreams kind of will be filled with promise. And you'll start looking at yourself in a more positive light, and you will actually begin to believe that you really are able to do the things that you thought that you couldn't do. So just, you know, it's like when I said before, fake it till you make it. Really figure out what it is you're good at because there are so many opportunities out there. I was reading a magazine today that had the top 40 under 40. And it was 40 individuals who were under the age of 40 who were doing what they love and, you know, were accomplishing great things. And it was very interesting when I was reading the things they're doing. Some of them were absolutely off the wall. And I had no idea that there were even jobs out there like that. So the thing is, is that you can even create the jobs that you want. You don't need, you know, somebody else to create the job for you. It's all out there for you on your own. So see and accept the possibilities of your greatness and make what you love be what you do because you do have aptitude. You have gifts and you have talent. A, something else I wanted to share with you today as a, a garden tip. As most of you know, I'm going to be speaking at the National Garden Symposium in a couple weeks. I'm very excited about that. And we also have the Be The Star You Are Pear Festival coming up here on September 26th. And a shout out to our sponsors, Brooke Olbury of Children's Success Unlimited, Mike Verbrugge Construction, and the La Mirinda Weekly, and we're going to be giving away several books uh, at this event. So 
go to starstyleradio.net and click on events and you'll see everything about the Pear Festival. Come out and meet some of our uh, star teens who are the hosts and reporters of Express Yourself. They are looking forward to meeting you and I think it's really going to be a very, very fun day. But what got me to thinking that I wanted to just share one more thing with you uh, on gardening is there is something called the National Pollinator Garden Network, and their mission is to inspire individuals and community groups, institutions, and the garden industry to create more pollinator habitats through sustainable gardening practices and habitat conservation because uh, we want to save the bees and the butterflies and the bats and the birds because if we don't, we're not going to have food. So, you know, they're doing something called the Million Pollinator Garden Challenge. Now, anybody with a garden, large or small, even a container garden, can participate. And you can register your garden through the Pollinator Partnership at millionpollinatorgardens.org. And what you need to know and do to succeed at pollinator gardening is, one, you use plants that provide pollen and nectar. You provide a water source, such as a small water garden or a bird bath. Or it could just be a saucer with a little water in it. You situate your pollinator garden in a sunny site with a windbreak. You have plants that bloom continuously throughout the season. And you don't use pesticides near your pollinator plants. Now, so here are 10 great pollinator plants that you can grow from seeds. Very inexpensive. And I think, and they're beautiful. And you will have a really pretty garden with bees and butterflies and hummingbirds and all those good things. So try coneflower, that's called echinacea. Uh, Bumblebees are frequent visitors to the coneflowers, and you're going to see a lot of other pollinators, honeybees, moths, beetles, and even flies, but not the bad flies. And you want to plant them in full sun because birds love the seeds. Then milkweed is a nectar source for both the monarch butterfly and a food source for its larva. And it attracts other pollinators, including uh, buckeyes and bumblebees and fritillaries and swallowtails. Now, zinnias, that's blooming now in most parts of the country. You're going to have bumblebees. You'll have swallowtails and monarchs and painted ladies and lots of other butterflies. Bee balm, its nectar-rich flowers are pollinated by bumblebees, honeybees, and butterflies. And they will attract uh, hummingbirds. And you can use the leaves to make that wonderful bergamot tea. Now, oregano, we use that a lot in Italian cooking. Uh, it's a representative of mint family plants. It's edible, and of course, it's ecologically beneficial. Honeybees and bee-mimicking flies are attracted to its bloom, so allow it to flower. Then black-eyed Susan, which is Rudbeckia, is uh, they're beautiful in the meadow or in the garden. And if you give them full sun, they're going to attract the pollinators galore to your garden. Cilantro, uh, honeybees, uh, parasitic wops, and uh, tachinid flies are frequent visitors to cilantro's white uh, lacy, the umbral, so you want to let it go to flower. Then you can plant a second crop to provide late season nectar for the pollinators. Sunflowers, the annuals, and the perennials. The head is the party place of the garden, and it's occupied by multiple species of bees, wasps, beetles, flies, and you'll even get your squirrels that come and munch there. Cosmos, it is a pollinator-friendly flower. It's so easy to grow from seed. You can sprinkle it directly into your garden, and it's going to attract like lace wings and pirate bugs. And sweet alyssum, 
is known for attracting the cyphrids flies whose larvae consume aphids. So other tiny flies and wasps and types of bees are attracted to this really pretty low-growing scented flower. You can get it in purple, pinks, and whites. So just think about that to plant a pollinator garden and even in a container, and it'll help your entire garden be more organic and, uh, and you know, friendly. And I suppose we can't plant cannabis yet because I'm not sure it's legal to plant. But <laughs> for other plants, again, you can, um, you can go and visit the millionpollinatorgardens.org. So when we come back from break, we're going to be doing a juggling act and try to help you stop working and start living a little more. And I don't mean stop at work, but just be a little bit more conscious of what you need to do to keep in balance. My name is Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice American Network. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and we're brought to the airways under Be the Star You Are charity. So visit in the break, btsya.org. I'll be right back. Don't go away. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Mistakes are inevitable. It's what you do with them that matters. So here is an acronym that we call of failing forward that helps keep mistakes in perspective. So we take the word mistakes. M is for messages that give us feedback about life. I is for interruptions that should cause us to reflect and think. S is signposts that direct us to the right path. T, tests that push us toward greater maturity. A, awakenings that keep us in the game mentally. K, keys that we can use to unlock the next door of opportunity. E, explorations that let us journey where we've never been before. And S, statements about our development and our progress. So look for ways to praise your team members' mistakes, turn them into opportunities to help yourself and your team learn from them. You may end up realizing that mistakes are often more valuable than perfection. As I like to say, failure is fertilizer. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passion into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For information on coaching or a consultation, call 925 925- 377 star that's 925-377-7827 or visit star-style.com be the star you are light up the flame it burns make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support be the star you are 501c3 a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you Energy 
and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a light that shines. We love celebrating here every week with you here on Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to the airwaves live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan. Now, getting back or jumping back to our first segment when we were talking about consult your physician or contact a a doctor is I just want to throw this out that it's really important to uh, get it right the first time when you do get an appointment with your doctor because you know how busy they are and how hard it is to get an appointment and the average patient spends about 20 minutes with her or his doctor per visit so these are just a couple tips on how to make the most of your face-to-face number one is to know your family history because many conditions have a hereditary component And knowing which ones your relatives might have suffered from may help your MD consider diagnoses that he or she wouldn't have otherwise. Uh, Keep a diary, just like I was saying, keep a journal, you know, how great I am in the last segment. You might want to keep a medical diary, so the next time a symptom strikes, jot down exactly how you're feeling, anything that might be reflected or related to it, what you ate recently, whether you exercised that day. Because all of that might be contributing. I mean, sometimes what happens is we think we'll remember, but we don't. Do your research. You can Google your symptoms before an appointment, and it can help spark a discussion between you and your doctor. But uh, stick with the trusted sites like the ones that end in .gov or .edu, and don't try to self-diagnose. You could just bring it up. You know, I read on, uh, you know, MD something, I read this, what do you think? But Or print something out and bring it to your doctor, especially if you've seen something new like a, you know, some kind of new medication or some other way that might ease your pain. And don't hold back. Your MD needs to know everything, so be descriptive. It's important. Don't just say something hurts. Really explain it in detail. Is your pain sharp or dull? Is it throbbing or constant? Details like when and for how long you've had the hint, uh, the symptoms really are going to help pinpoint the cause. So just hope that's a little bit helpful when you see your doctor. And that's for absolutely anything. I know people are getting their annual checkups. People are also uh, going to be getting flu shots here shortly. And so if you are seeing your doctor, you know, check on everything. So um, as you've been listening to this show, if you've been listening, you know, since February, you know that my life has been very discombobulated for the last seven, eight months because of a flood that happened at my house. And of course, being a big proponent of it's not what happens to you, it's how you respond to it. I've attempted uh, and strove to keep a very positive outlook during this whole thing. But I have to tell you, it's been very challenging to be working and trying to live your life and, and um, have construction going at your house and scheduling and specifying and still keep your garden going. And, you know, it's, it's been challenging. I, I've really been working on a juggling act. And I speak, um, I have a, a presentation that I do around the country. I especially do it at spas called the Juggling Act, How to Balance Your Life Without Dropping the Balls. And I've really had to practice what I preach. And sometimes I am not succeeding. I want to say that. I am making those mistakes and getting frustrated like everyone else. But, you know, 
so many of us feel we don't have enough time for everything, and I'm one of those people. You've heard that famous saying, you know, some work to live and others live to work. But most of us don't have time even to contemplate the meaning of that statement because we're so busy that although we have the tools to change our lives, we often won't even use them until we are in a crisis or we hit a wall in our work or our personal life. And so how do we begin that process of slowing down enough so that we can implement some of the things that we've learned from all the the self-improvement books that we've read and, you know, seminars we might have taken or, you know, um, just classes we've taken somewhere. So knowing what you want from your work as well as what you don't want is really important. It's a, it's a very important factor in addressing the stress and anxiety that we experience in today's ever-changing, chaotic workplace. We have to all learn to develop a balanced work-life Plan because that's going to give us a good sense of our own personal boundaries. And it, having the plan isn't going to just distress you uh, on its own or your loved ones, but we at least are going to be aware of it. So I'm going to give you a couple of tips here. So creating boundaries. Now, many of us have a problem saying no. I definitely do. Even though I know that no, N-O is a complete sentence, so often I feel I always have to justify it, and I really do care about other people who ask requests of me, and I want to help, but unfortunately, I do not have enough hours in the day, and being an author and a uh, media personality, I'm often asked you know, to participate in somebody's book tour or media tour, or will I do an interview here or do an interview there, and I want to say yes, but I, I can't find the time to even prepare for so many things, so I've had to really limit what I can do. So one way to do it when you're feeling inundated with too many tasks, you have to prioritize because prioritizing becomes less and less possible the longer you don't prioritize. So keep a list is an excellent way to refocus your energy. And then practice listening to what you really want before you say yes to a new task or project. Tell yourself you're only going to assume a certain number of major tasks at a time and then follow through on those until completion. Structure your calendar so that you know when you'll be doing specific tasks and that is going to help you de-stress and it'll help organize the chaos. And each morning you may want to just visualize yourself, you know, wearing some kind of armor so that uh, you will do only what you need to do that's essential. Unplug from the world for an hour every day. I mean, we're always plugged in with our computers and our cell phones and our our iPads and all of that. So listen to that ping of authenticity. Turn it off and give yourself an hour, whether it is to take a walk or to exercise or to breathe or just to be with your loved ones, whatever it is. Empower yourself with choice. The one thing that we have as human beings is the ability to choose. So if it's taking you... Um, a long time for this imbalance to grow, maybe you can change it a little bit quicker, but you have to remember that your attitude, skills, and values, and that combination is what's going to support you. Learn to delegate if at all possible. If you have a staff or a team, delegate and hold people responsible. And in your home and your family life, there's a consensus on what needs to be done and set a time frame to do it and trust others that they're going to do it. And then schedule a free day into your calendar from time to time just for you. 
And that's a form of discipline because it's very important. You have to practice being selfish sometimes. So just take that time for yourself. And remember to give up perfection, strive for excellence, take care of yourself first, and then smile, have fun, and be wild and crazy. Well, thank you so much for joining me here every week, 4 to 5, on Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and I am Cynthia Bryan. For more information about the charity that brings you this show, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And for information on our events, StarStyleRadio.net and click on events. Our aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. And we want you to cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate today. And read a book this week because reading a book is like a garden in your pocket. You will learn something new every day. So until next week, when we play again in our playground, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep you happy. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I thank you for spending time with me today on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Have a wonderful week of dreaming, creating, inspiring, and making a difference. And until next Wednesday from 4 to 5, celebrate. Thanks for being here. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. Keep caring. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style. Be the star you are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.